Please welcome our new sponsor, Play Action Pools. Go to playactionpools.com as they have launched the newest sports pool hosting platform. Play Action is your spot for all your football contest needs, whether it's Pick'em or Survival Pool. Play Action has customizable options for picking against the spread or picking straight up NFL, college, or both. You have to check out their exciting new Build Your Bankroll format. It operates as a virtual sports book. You know your buddy who's always bragging about how great of a handicapper he is? Well, put him to the test and put all your friends to the test, whether it's family, coworkers, or whoever. Put them to the ultimate test with the Play Actions Build Your Bankroll. Go to playactionpools.com to play today. Go to the link located here in the bio of today's episode and you will see how to play on playactionpools.com and be a part of the two-man power trip of wrestling's pool check it out pick your favorite games and see if you can become a winner check the link in the bio for the two-man power trip of wrestling's pool and go to playactionpools.com and type in two-man power trip of wrestling there's two ways to play there pick your favorites pick the best but most importantly win so go to playactionpools.com today the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production and now for something completely different hey i was i'm a hall of famer i'm in three halls of fame for the young fans they don't give a damn they just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now and i got no problem with those rules i know the rules going in i'm happy to play the game that way and when ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he pinned me i thought that something happened i couldn't hear a thing you could have heard the pin drop in that arena it touched me so deeply that when i went in the dressing room i really felt depressed I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. feel to be the new world women's champion it feels great i'm very proud i'm honored but i mean <laughs> i did what i said i was going to do and that's become nwa champion on my very first try let's talk about tonight you may have noticed timothy that i am i'm setting a whole new level today 
I'm at a whole new level. A whole new level of drip. Something Joe Galley knows nothing about. Because I am the official second for Camille's coronation. Right here tonight in the main event segment of NWA Power. Stay tuned. I love being right, and I was right about you. This is wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, the world women's champion. Wait a minute. And oh. Oh, what? Ooh. She's throwing her shoes. Oh, boy. Oh, That's never a bad sign. A good sign when a woman's out. throwing her shoes. We have unfinished business, do we? You don't I was do asking if we were going to get a match. We might you get one right here. Melina is ready. Wait a minute. It's genocide. It's genocide. Melina, look out. Uh oh. 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 Genocide pulling Melina back. Ooh. Oh, wow. just tossing her. Oh, but she's, okay, she's just trying to keep Melina calm. Was that a sign of respect, or is that an alignment thing? Hello and welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I'm your host, JP John Paz. With me today, very special guest, the NWA Women's World Champion. She is Camille. Camille, welcome to the two-man power trip. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. What's going on in your world? I know you said you were uh, you just took a break from uh, working out. Yeah, I'm here at the FXE Wrestling Academy in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Just getting a little bit of work in today. And yep, now taking a little break to talk to you. Right. And obviously your shirt says it all. NWA, NWA Hard Times 3, New Orleans, Louisiana. You got a big triple threat match coming up that night. Yes, unfortunately, it is a triple threat. I don't know why Billy Corgan loves doing this to me. He likes putting me in a position where the stakes are higher for me to lose, but I am confident that I'll still come out the champion. So, Is that a, like a knock on him, or is that just him trying to, to maybe uh, push you a little bit? No, it's definitely a knock on him. I don't know why he, he – I, I think he's sick of me being the champion. He doesn't like me. I don't know. I just There's always this weird kind of – thing with Billy and I don't understand what, what the deal is and, and why he, he makes decisions like this. And, and, you know, he's saying that Chelsea is cashing in and, but to me, he has the ultimate say in everything. So if he didn't want that to happen, he would put a stop to it, but he still let it happen. So. What do you think about Chelsea Chelsea green, obviously referring to who'll be a part of the triple threat match. I mean, I think Chelsea, she's really, made a name for herself she's very talented uh, just as far as even her her character her wrestling ability um but she has had this opportunity multiple times with me and has never won so i don't think that this time's gonna be any different and then obviously the third member would be kylan king what do you think about her obviously she's pretty um i know not veteran veteran but she you know she's been around she's been everywhere yeah, so Kylan and I, we were, uh, started training together at Team 3D, so I have a lot of history with Kylan. You know, she's once another one, a great girl, a great wrestler. Uh, we've wrestled a couple of times, and once again, never has she beaten me before, so I don't expect anything less than that. Pretty cool. It seems like NWA does go to a lot of, like, the good territories, quote-unquote, from the old days, like New Orleans, obviously, November 12th is Hard Times 3, but it's in New Orleans area. That was big for the Mid-South area with Bill Watts. Do you think that plays a role into, like, where Billy kind of books some of the shows? Because, you know, Nashville was a big area for wrestling, Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and now here with New Orleans. I definitely think it plays a part into it, just because Billy, if you know anything about him, he's actually really big into his wrestling history, 
And so he knows a lot about the history of wrestling, a lot about the territory days. I mean, hence why he got the NWA. And so it definitely plays a part into it. And also being able to kind of combine with Wildcat Sports over there and Luke Hawks, you know, Luke Hawks is part of the NWA, but the Wildcat Sports is his promotion. So to kind of combine with them, I think is something that was, you know, really interesting because they have their own crowd and their own fans. And so to bring them and uh, to an NWA show is going to be something, you know, really fun for everybody involved. And we're definitely excited to be there. With, Billy, it's funny. I was joking around with somebody the other day about him when I was doing an interview. I said I actually had him on for almost an hour. We did an interview. We didn't talk Smashing Pumpkins at all, not even for like a second, because he's such a wrestling buff. I didn't realize that going in. I was like, wow, he is like a historian with some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's I mean, some people, they might not realize. They might just think he's some rich guy that bought a wrestling company. But the whole reason he did is because he really respects the tradition, the legacy. You know, that's what we go we go on based of the NWA is the tradition, the legacy of the NWA. So, uh, yeah, Billy, he, he knows a lot of stuff that people would be very surprised. He, he'd probably do very well in trivia. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, I thought we would go into different, uh, like avenues. Like, man, he knows his stuff, old school stuff, the history of the, you know, the 10 pounds of gold. I mean, he knows his, his history. Definitely. With you though, the, the Burke, I mean, the, the, your world title, that's old school. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like, for instance, last year in Power, he bought the original Mildred Burke uh, belt and, you know, displayed it to everybody. And that's so he has a lot of little pieces like that as well, you know, historical pieces that's that he has and has acquired. And it's definitely an honor to carry such, you know, a prestigious title. So I'm definitely very honored and blessed to be able to do that. Were you always like a big fan? Was that something important to you as far as the traditions of wrestling or you weren't a big wrestling fan? Well, I was a big wrestling fan, but I, but I grew up in the attitude era. So, you know, I didn't know anything about like the territory days. I didn't grow up with studio wrestling or anything like that. I basically was just a WWE girl. Yeah. The rocks, Stone Cold, you know, that type of thing. It's not really until I've gotten into like this place in my life and this place in my wrestling career where I've started watching the old stuff and really understanding and appreciating the history. Because if you look at the history books, you're going to be right up there 500 days, whatever it is, right? 500 plus with the women's yeah. world title. Yep. I don't know where I am on the on the list. I know that, you know, um, that there's a, there's a few people on there where it's going to be almost <laughs> be very tough to top. But um, I like I said, you know, even just to have it for that first year was such an honor and so amazing for me. And that was that was kind of my goal going into it is that I definitely wanted to hold it for at least a year. And then anything on top of that is just icing on the cake. But now that I'm past 500 days, I'm looking to two years. So, <laughs> Yeah, you're not that far off. You're actually getting uh, pretty close. Just amazing to think about it because when you're champ, you, you know, you never know how long you're champ for. Now it's almost like you might never lose it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a weird uh, balancing act. Yeah. And another thing that I'm pretty proud of is, regardless of the days that I've held the title, you know, the actual defenses, because some people held the title for quite a long time, but only had uh, a minute amount of defenses. But I'm pretty sure that my defenses are um, are up there even higher on the list than the amount of days that I've held the title. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got you up against genocide. I mean, uh, Alice and Kay, he's, Billy has you defending the title all the time. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at Empower, you mentioned that before, when Billy said there wasn't going to be an Empower 2, did that matter to you at all? Or did you think, like, it, you, you know, maybe we don't need to do another one? Like, well, just what was your thoughts when, when that came out? 
honestly, I didn't really think anything about it just because I show up and I do my job and I do as the boss says. Uh, I don't. And that was just for last year when he's saying that there wasn't going to be an Empower 2. I don't think that he meant ever, you know, in the existence of, I just think he meant for the last year, he wasn't, you know, ready to put it together or, you know, the logistics of it weren't coming together. So I'm not involved in that part of, of the business. So I don't really pay attention to it. I just show up and I, I do my job, but I do think that Empower the first one was such a, a great event and you know the fans loved it us as wrestlers we loved it and so i definitely think that it's going to happen again it's just getting all the logistics you know to get together there was on nwa 74 i mean there was a lot of women represented i think there was five women's matches so it wasn't like there was no women's wrestling so of course yeah yeah there's right. a lot of women's wrestling on the card is that right. something to be proud of as well uh definitely i definitely am super i mean me and taya we main evented the first night and so I think that's something that kind of got lost in the whole Empower 2 talk. Uh, people lost that is the fact that, okay, yeah, they're not might not be in Empower 2 this year, but we have two women main eventing in the Chase ballroom. I mean, that's a big deal. And I think that that kind of got overlooked. What do you think about that match? Because if you look at it, I mean, we'll talk about it maybe in a second because you guys had a rematch, but that night, I mean, you guys tore it up. Main events, a lot of responsibility, maybe a lot of pressure. What do you think about the match with Taya to main event night one of NWA 74? It was definitely a lot of pressure. I was feeling it like weeks in advance. <laughs> uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. I, I definitely felt uh, felt that um, pressure on my shoulders and to be able to really close out the night on a, on a high note. And I think we did just that. I mean, we really put on a great performance and we both gave it our all. And um, as far as I know, it, pretty much everyone enjoyed it. The, the boss was happy. And, you know, that's that's my biggest thing is as long as the boss is happy, then I'm happy. So, you know, we came back there and he was extremely, extremely happy with what we did. So I was as well. What was the pressure like? What were you feeling like? Oh, man, we got a main event or you like was something else going on? No, I just uh, have anxiety anyway. So <laughs> it was just, uh, a, yeah. So it's just that'll that do feeling. it. Yeah. yeah. So that feeling, com you know, coming up, I, I get, I get nervous before every match. And I think that's, to me, it's just like when I played ball, like if you don't get nervous before a game, before a match, you don't really care. So to me, it just shows that I care. And, um, and it would go through waves of, you know, really excited about it. And then that excitement would turn into nervousness. And then the nervous, you know, just waves of, of how, how I felt about it. But, no, I, I think that pressure is good because no matter what, and even dealing with anxiety and things like that, I do think that I always perform under pressure. So I, I think that it was good for me and good for us, Taya as well. Did you know well in advance that you're the main event? You just knew you were on the card or did you know you were main event? Uh, honestly, I don't remember when I found out. Um, I want to say it was like a couple weeks before, but I, I'm not positive of when I found out. It was beforehand though. That's good on him, though, as far as for you, because he saw something in you where he believed in you where you could main event. Oh, of course. And uh, I, I mean, ever since last year at the chase uh, against Layla Hirsch, that was my first title defense, you know, after winning it. And so it was a big question, like, you know, did we make the right decision to put this on her? I was still very, very new at that point. Very new. And um, me and Layla also, once again, tore the house down. And from that moment on, it's like, okay, you know, we gave her the ball and now she's running with it. And I think that that it's something that 
I'm very proud of. And I know that people that, um, you know, watching me grow, watching me learn, my husband included, they're very proud as well. Feels like when you started, it was like they immediately threw you out there. Was that a good thing for you or, or a bad thing for you? You know what I mean? Because it's like you got the look, but can't you do it in the ring? Let's just throw it out there and find out. You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of things. Definitely. I think, I, I mean, hey, you got to sink or swim. And I think I was started swimming. So it's it's just kind of one of those things. Is like, And I, we tell people here at the school that are, you know, nervous about doing their first match. It's like you just you, there's no there's no good time. There's never a right time. You just got to do it and see what happens and learn and grow as you go. I think that's the best way to do it is just kind of like on the job training, you know, what else can you do? So that's something that I'm also proud of the, the fact that I was just kind of thrown out there and in, in, into it and I've made the best of it. Does it not stink, but does it like kind of like suck a little bit that it's like, oh man, that's on the job training, but everybody could see on the job training. You know what I mean? It's like they <laughs> throw you on TV and I mean, directly into the fire. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that it, I think it's something that was also kind of a hard hurdle to overcome was the fact that I was just a bodyguard, like the insurance policy for so long that I feel like some people maybe didn't take me seriously as a wrestler when I started to wrestle, cause it's like, well, what is she doing wrestling now all of a sudden, you know? Uh, so I think I kind of doubly had to prove myself more than some people would, because I did come from that, you know, valet sort of position. Right. So I think I really had to, to prove myself even more than other people do when they start, just start. And uh, I think that I ended up proving a lot of people wrong. Definitely. I feel like when you initially came out, a lot of people were like, I wonder, you know, how, how she's mm -hmm. got an athletic background. She's got the look. She's big. Like, I wonder how she's going to be. But you've reacted in, in the perfect way and you've turned it into, you know, obviously, a great career so far. Are you happy, like, as far as your progression has been? Oh, definitely. I think that it's been, you know, just slow and steady. Every match gets better and better. Uh, the psychology gets better and better. The moves, you know, everything is just improving and i think at a steady rate and i you know i couldn't really ask for for anything more so what is the athletic background before wrestling was it lfl and was football and or was there basketball involved too well i played every sport growing up uh, every single sport in high school i did swimming volleyball softball and then i played division one softball um and then after that i did strongman i did stuff like that and then i moved into the lfl football league. So yeah, I've done it all really. Was wrestling always on the radar? I know you said attitude error, but was it on your radar to be a wrestler or no? No, not at all. So like when I grew up watching it, I, I enjoyed watching it. I loved going to shows live. I loved going to indie shows with my dad too, but it's not something that I thought like, Oh, I'm going to do this someday. So it's very kind of strange that I went to an indie show in mm, 2015, I think the end of 2015 with my dad. And I just had this kind of weird epiphany. I was like, oh, you know, I, I used to act a little bit and uh, I've always played sports. And I was like, it's a combination of both of them. So let's give this a try. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. It's funny, like from 2015, I mean, that's not that long ago to be women's champion. You know what I mean? Like that's not a yeah, I started training quick. In I started training in 2016 at Team 3D Academy. Wow. And so, I mean, it kind of came to you pretty naturally, pretty quick. Uh, it not it, it didn't come as naturally as I thought it would uh, as an athlete, you know, as a because I don't want to sound cocky here, but I've been right. good at like every sport I've ever played. I just picked it up and it's always become natural. But I think anyone that's been in a wrestling ring will tell you it just 
there are people that are more inclined to it than others. And yes, I was one of those, but even like getting your footing right and the way that the ring moves and like little things like that, it's, it's something that you don't expect. And so you have to like learn all of that sort of stuff. And, and then you realize that you're having to sell while you're having to think and remember that. So there's just so many parts to it that you don't have in any other sport. So it's a very, very, very difficult thing. Yeah, I've seen Hall of Fame NFL players, MMA high level guys not be good at pro wrestling, and it's it's shocking, but it it's way harder than people realize. It, well, that's that's the thing is people on TV, uh, everyone thinks it's easy because they make it look easy, you know, and so they're doing their jobs. But once you get in there, it's a whole whole other. And that's why I tell people all the time too. I'm like, I've played pretty much every sport you can play, uh, and wrestling is the hardest thing I've ever done. So how does Nick Aldis kind of pick you up and pick you out and make you his valet? Like, where did that come from? So that was more um, actually David Lagana, who was helping out when NWA first started. He always kept his eye out on new talent. And, you know, he he always had this kind of um, like vision for, for me and what sort of character I could play, but never really an opening for it. And then Nick had that um, thing going with Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes had Brandy. So for NWA 70, it was like, okay, well, what can we do to kind of equalize Brandy? And Logano was like, light bulb. I have this person that I've been keeping my eye on. At that point, I was actually thought I was done wrestling. Uh, just life happened. And I was just, most people in wrestling have retired from wrestling at least once. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Rick um, Flair included. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I thought I was done wrestling and then Lagana sent me a message and was like, Hey, are you really done wrestling? And I, I was kind of missing it at that point. And so I just said, I'm not sure why, what do you got for me? And then told me the idea. And I thought it was the perfect way to kind of dip my toe back into the industry and worked out from there. I've been here for what, four years now. So did, how did they kind of explain it? What are they like? You're going to be the valet, but obviously you're going to be way bigger than Brandy. You know what I mean? You're going to be um, yeah. be able to they, destroy her. Yeah, they just explained that I was going to be his insurance policy and that almost kind of like a like a bodyguard for him and kind of like a China-ish type role. Uh, and so I was definitely cool with that because I love China. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's how they explained it. And then when we put the together the match they gave us our little moments in there and i thought i just thought it was the perfect introduction to the camille character was china when you were watching the attitude era was she somebody that you, like was a major influence on you somebody that you really loved oh yeah i love but like once again i didn't watch wrestling then thinking i was ever going to be a wrestler so she right. wasn't an influence like in that way she was just an influence and in, as far as like oh that's a strong woman you know like that's a strong badass woman and so it was nice to see that sort of imagery in in entertainment that like because you know then they were also doing bra and panties and stuff like that so it was just nice to kind of have the the different side of a, what a woman could be and then um you know now i wrestle and i study people uh, not necessarily like her wrestling, but just her mannerisms and the what her she's, her aura, you know, like that's something that, but that's also something that's very hard to teach. You can't really teach that. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. You got to have that natural charisma, yeah. the look, the ability. Yeah. It can't be just something you fake. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's plenty of people that do try to fake it, but I think it's very obvious that it's yeah. not them. <laughs> So did you like that they were going a different route, like for a quote unquote bodyguard and have it be a female? I know China did that, but that was, you know, many, many years earlier. Did you like that direction for you? I liked it just because like, once I said, once again, I wasn't 
actually wrestling. And so it was the perfect way to dip my toe back in the industry, see if I still wanted to be involved in it. And so that was great for me. And then at that time too, and I'm not saying that we, you know, reinvented the wheel or anything like that, but at that time there was nobody doing that. There was no one doing it. So me coming out with Nick, that was, that was like kind of the new age, like bringing back that China feel that. And, and so now people are starting to kind of do it a little bit more. And I'm not saying that we, you know, invented it. I'm not taking credit for it, but there was no one doing it at NW74 at that time. So it was uh, definitely, a, like, I think a really interesting dynamic for people to see. It was definitely different because sometimes when they say bodyguard, like when Triple H originally had Mr. Hughes, that's like the generic thing to do. And then China was completely different. So if Nick kind of, I mean, this is 20 plus years later, but it, like Nick did it completely different too, bringing you in rather than just like some generic big guy or something. It it kind of, it was cooler and it was different. It's like, oh, I got to keep my eye on this. This is an interesting pairing. Yeah. And Nick also didn't want to bring in like a, a really girly, you know, type of valet because then that brings in the like, Everyone knows he's married to Mickey James, so he didn't want people questioning like, "Well, what's that about?" You know. So it was we very much wanted that fine that line to be like, "No, this is just his insurance policy, his bodyguard. Like that's what it is." So he really wanted to make sure to get that across. Definitely, and obviously, Brandy's gonna get, get squashed by you in, instead of like <laughs> if it's a smaller girl. You know, like oh, they could probably fight equally, but then you just look at you guys next to each other, like, "Nah, she's probably gonna kill Brandy if she wanted." Right. To. Exactly. When you look at Nick, is he a huge influence still for you and helping you and, and training you and kind of bringing you along? Definitely. I think that uh, even just as far as like psychology, putting matches together, um, the, the business side of this industry, I've learned so much from Nick and I'm very, very grateful for the time that I've spent kind of under his learning tree. What about Billy? Has he uh, been, uh, I know he's a big proponent of yours. Has he been a big help for you and kind of pushing you along? And does he kind of let you be you or is it maybe some micromanaging? Oh, no, there's no micromanaging at all. He 100% um, lets me be me. And so in that way, I'm appreciative of him because like he's just let me grow into myself and there's never been any like, what about this? What about this? What about this? It's always this, it just organically me and what I've grown into being. And so I'm very appreciative of that. Um, as far as like, you know, he's not a wrestler, so I'm not getting any wrestling advice from him. But right. just, you know, the confidence that he has in me is, is um, just that help in itself helps me grow. Getting back to Talia Valkyrie for a second, obviously NWA 74, you get the big victory, but they just had Triple Mania, Triple Mania 30. Mm -hmm. She gets the victory over you. What was that whole experience like? Because you were kind of being talked about by Conan for a while. If you listen to his podcast, he wanted to bring you in. He wanted to bring you in. He kept saying he's going to bring you in. Finally brings you in, and he gives you a big spot in Triple Mania. What was that experience like? Uh, so, so, so grateful uh, to be able to have the opportunity uh, number one, just to wrestle in Mexico, somewhere different with the, you know, the fans. Uh, I've been to Mexico before with a wrestling company, but I was just a, like a valet then. So I've never had the opportunity to actually wrestle in Mexico. So I was so grateful. And then the fact, like you said, it's Triple Mania 30. Like it's their biggest show of the year. It's their biggest show yet. And so the fact that he trusted me in that spot, I was, I was just very, very grateful for. And, um, you know, I'm happy that it was with someone like Taya, who's such a professional, so, so well-respected, you know, inside the business, outside the business. And, um, and 
just to the fact that it was in front of, I think, like 15 to 17, I'm not sure the exact number, 1,000 fans. That's the biggest show that I've ever worked. So, you know, to come out there and be able to experience that was very special. More pressure or you relaxed for that one? Um, of course, I had the same kind of nervousness that I have before every single match. But there was something about when I stepped out there, you know, you, you kind of get to the arena and you check out the place before, you know, everything starts. And I realized that because I was a little I was like, well, what am I going to think when I come out and see all these people? You know, I didn't know how what my mind would be thinking. But I realized, like, when you're there, you just kind of see the seats around and then it turns into every other show you've ever done, if, if that makes right. any sense. So yeah. that kind of helped the pressure go down for me. I was like, oh, you know what? This is. This is just another match. Like, obviously, it's very special. But in my mind, I had to remind myself, like, you know what you're doing. You've done this a million times. Just go out there and do your thing. So um, that's how I was feeling going into it. Yeah, like you said, huge show for Triple Mania. It's pretty cool that they bring you in. So obviously, that means NWA and Triple A have a decent relationship, right? I mean, it must be pretty good. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, Billy was down in Mexico City. I think it was Mexico City. Um for some show he was doing and him and Dorian were talking and, and, you know, coming up with ideas and stuff like that. So there's definitely a good working relationship there. So you will be back in AAA, you think? I think that there's a good high possibility. Nice. That's good. Um, obviously, Taya, unfinished business, whether it's NWA or AAA, right? I mean, you got to have the third match, right? I think so. I think we definitely have to have that third match to see, you know, best of three, who's going who's gonna to take it all. Um, and that's something that I look forward to. I think that, you know, every match that we've had so far has been, been a great one and we've really just given our all. And so I expect nothing less for the third one. To me, she wins on her kind of home turf, if you will. I mean, she's been a veteran of triple. You win on your home turf. Maybe there's got to be a uh, neutral ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Super Bowl. You got to do neutral ground for the, for the third fight. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So with NWA, like, what do you want to do? What's left to accomplish? What do you see to kind of like coming up around the corner? So really, I mean, the biggest thing right now is I just want to help us grow uh, any way that we can grow, get some more eyes on the product. I think that what we're doing is great. We have such amazing talent. So the girls division, the, the, the men is just everything that like the talent is so, 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 so good. And I just wish that we could get some more eyes, eyes on it because everyone that's in that locker room deserves that. And uh, us as a company, we deserve that. And we work so hard to put out, you know, some good stuff for people. And I just really want us to grow and more people to check it out. For you and the NWA, like, is there dream match or dream matches to happen? Maybe even outside NWA, but like, is there some dream matches of women you'd love to wrestle? Uh, inside the NWA, I would, uh, I'd love to uh, wrestle Angelina Love. That's someone that I haven't got to kind of tangle it up with yet. And so that'd be really interesting. And then outside of the NWA, the the match that I always see people wanting is me and Jade Cargill. So uh, maybe if the forbidden doors open once again down the line, that's something that could happen. But, you know, never say never. That is true. Everybody's saying, like, yeah, obviously she's got some good size to her as well. So it's like that would be a fair matchup or maybe even very close height-wise, too, with you guys. Yeah, we both have an athletic background. We both play yep. sports in college. Like, there's a lot of similarities there. And so I just think it's something that would be big money. <laughs> 
they always say the poster, like you guys in the poster together, would right. be like it would look exactly. good. Yeah. With AEW for Bindora, any openings for you? To, I know obviously you've been there before, but is there talks about going back, or that's not even on your radar? That's not anything that is on my radar as of now. Um, but things in the wrestling world change every minute, so who knows? Who knows what Billy's up to behind the scenes? Exactly, right? exactly. I don't talk to him every day. Nothing like that. So, like I said, I just usually show up to work and whatever they tell me to do, I do. So. <laughs> So as we wind it down here, we head towards the finish. Do you have some favorite matches that you've had so far or favorite some favorite opponents that you've had? Yeah, of course, me and Layla Hurst, that Empower, that first Empower um, last year. Me and Kylan King. Uh, uh, and then me and Taya. I think those are some really good. Even me, Chelsea, and um, Kylie Ray, our triple threat that we had, they've all I really enjoy all of them. And I'm very proud of all of them. So if people want to go check those out, I'm sure you can type it into YouTube and find it somewhere. Yeah, definitely. What about Mickey? We're Mickey James. We haven't wrestled. Before. Never. Wow. So that would, would that be a dream match for you? Definitely. I'm not sure, uh, you know, where she's at as far as I know she's on her last rodeo. She's saying right now. And, and that's um, an impact. So I'm not sure, you know, if that's something that, can happen, will happen, but that's definitely, especially just because of, you know, the, their family friends. And so I think that'd be a really interesting matchup. We'd have to put our friendship to the side for a second there and really yeah. get down. So uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. You know what though? 500 plus days and, and she's supposed to be in her last rodeo. I mean, there would be no better challenge for her, right? If she's going to go out like that, she's got to challenge the champ. I agree. I think that that would be something that a lot of people would love to see. Um, I don't know if she's ever, I know she hasn't ever been NWA women's champion. So that's something that she'd go after. I think, you know, that's definitely interesting. So if you got out the crystal ball, like where do you see yourself in a couple of years? I mean, do you, do you see yourself doing stuff outside of wrestling or do you want to just keep it, you know, maybe in, in the wrestling and see where you can go and bring the NWA to the next level? Like, where do you see yourself? No, I'd love to do stuff outside of wrestling. I think most people would be lying if they said that they didn't want to kind of expand and see if they can, Try out because your wrestling shelf life is only but so long. You can only wrestle for so long. But I do think that, um, I mean, something that I'm really interested in that people might not know about is uh, kind of like like the vignette side, like the film side of, of wrestling and like that, that creative side. I would love to get into more of that. I think that's super interesting. And um, but that's that's kind of far, far, far down the road. I think I have. I think I have a good at least like 10 years left in me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know where I'll be. I have no idea and I can't predict it. I just got to keep doing my best, keep doing my job and uh, learning and growing and continuing to get better and build my own brand as well as the NWA because that's where I am right now and hope for the best. So like pro producing, directing, that, that uh, sort of stuff you'd be interested in? Yeah, like helping, even if I got um, to the point where I could help talent with their character work and like making vignettes about them and just the, I, I really enjoyed like the, that that creative part about wrestling. I don't know if you, uh, you know, you probably know who he is, but Karrion Cross, Killer Cross on his mm -hmm. YouTube, he always does like those cool vignettes. Like he does that himself and creates, is that kind of what you're looking to do? Like almost like make the character, um, you yeah. know, expand the character's universe, if you will. Exactly. Cause I think that's something that helps, you know, 
nowadays people do love work rate and they love like a great wrestler but i think that there's um still that kind of old school mentality that like the characters really really what people buy into so doing those vignettes and doing those kind of like behind the scenes type things or and people kind of want like a a look into people's real life a little bit and so kind of blurring that line and figuring out how to do it in a nice way you know Bray Wyatt, perfect example. He's not like the, you know, he's not like Brian Danielson or something where he's like the great worker, but he's beloved because of the character. It's very exactly. important to have a good, strong character. Yes, exactly. Obviously, you're a big proponent. Are you more old school in that regard? Because I know a lot of the new school is work rate, work rate, work rate. Are you kind of oh, more no. old school? I'm very old school. <laughs> I'm very old school. I want to be able to wrestle for a long time. And so I think that it's important to tell a good story. And I think, I think that's something that, um, you know, if you watch my work, that's something that I can, I can definitely take pride in and, and be proud of that. I always tell a very good story. Telling stories, maybe the lost art of telling a story in the ring, right? It seems some yeah. people have kind of forgotten that it's almost become a little video game esque. not totally, but it's video, it's, it, that's the thing is it's video game esque. Um, 100%. I totally agree. And for someone like me, I'm not a gamer. I'm not a video gamer. So like when I watch that style of wrestling, I can't keep up. I, I don't know what's going on. So for me personally, I like the slower pace. I like the storytelling um, just because it's easy to digest. So don't get me wrong. Uh, I can appreciate that style of wrestling just because of how, you know, athletic it is and how like that's that's it's very impressive. But just for like a digesting it and enjoying it type of thing, I like more of an old school style. It's not you. It doesn't fit you, the video games. You're, no, like, right, right. <laughs> so, of course, like we mentioned before, Hard Times 3 for the NWA coming up on November 12th in New Orleans, Louisiana. There'll be a show after that, the Revolutionary Rumble, on November 13th, obviously from New Orleans, Louisiana as well. You can go to nationalwrestlingalliance.com for more and follow the NWA on all their socials to get some more information. But give us one last push on your triple threat match defending your NWA world title. Yes, November 12th in, I cannot say, can you say it? Shamlet, Shamlet, yeah, Shamlet, yeah. <laughs> Very hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Louisiana, I will be defending my NWA Women's World title against Kylan King and Chelsea Green. And so I do not have to be pinned to lose. So there's a lot of pressure there, but I'll make sure I'm the one doing the pinning and walking out still the NWA Women's Champion. Nice. Like that, of course. Where can we find you, though? Like, as far as your socials and everywhere to find you, what you're up to. Yep. So I am on Instagram at Camille Brickhouse, on Twitter at Camille underscore Brick. And Facebook is basically the same thing as Instagram, but it's at Camille slash Kaylee Farmer. So you can find me there as well. <laughs> all right. Camille, thank you so much for all the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.
The following match is one fall with a 20-minute time limit and is a non-title match. Introducing first, from Calabasas, California, this is Maddie, just Maddie. Maddie is such an exceptional wrestler. We've seen her on NWA Power before. Fans of All Elite Wrestling have seen her wrestle there as well, especially on the Texas Independent Circuit as well. Maddie, just Maddie. Just Maddie. And she is the NWA World Women's Champion. Hailing from Durham, North Carolina, this is the Brick House, Camille. Camille, once again, so impressive. Just a couple of weeks back at the Crockett Cup. Big defense in that triple threat matchup against Smiley Kylie Ray and Chelsea Green. Overcoming all those odds, holding on to that championship. She wants to hold on to that title forever. Especially, she's looking forward to potentially holding it on to at least 365 days. She wants to go a full year as champion and really hold on to that championship basically forever. Well, so far, she's on the right track to, do, to doing it. Yeah, but as champion, you know that you've got to do this one match at a time. And yeah. right now, she's got somebody across the ring right now that is, that is a real threat. And once again, this is a non-title matchup, yeah. but one could think that if Maddie, just Maddie, is able to just get by with a victory here... She might be a real threat, but Camille is just not phased, intimidated oh, no. by her or anybody. And that's not taking anything away from Maddie because she's a phenomenal wrestler and all-around athlete. But Camille is Camille. Yeah, and, No and one, nothing phases her. She is the brick house. She is the powerhouse. And there's a reason why she's been our champion for this Absolutely. long. Absolutely. Maddie trying to play head mm. games with the champ early on. That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to get in Camille's head. Because when you do that, when you get in your opponent's head, you have a little bit of an advantage to kind of break them down or, or you know, just kind of take have your way with them. And she's never going to have an advantage in the power department. And you see that right there, headlock takeover. Well, I mean, and Maddie is not a small girl. And you see her in there. In the oh, she's tall, yeah. yeah. She's I mean, an incredible athlete. Incredible athlete. Oh, pulling the hair of Camille. I've seen her grow in the sport of professional wrestling over the years. Both of us in the, our home states of Texas. But now Camille is trying to rip that arm straight out of the socket. Maddie might, might be rethinking that, uh, that head game now. Elbow to the side of the face, tripping her up. Great Matt skills. Push positioning by Maddie. And she's messing oh with my her. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Making a mockery of the champ now. Right. Oh. Oh, and Camille, she, Camille does not She's trying to choke her with her own hair. She likes her hair there. This is just going to make Camille even more and more mad. And you can see the rage building oh, inside yeah. the champion. She did not appreciate that at all. The disrespect from Maddie. Uh-uh. And with that rage seems to come more power. It's almost like the Hulk. Yep. Like She-Hulk. Yep. Minus the green skin as Maddie run into the ropes. Got the separation using the top rope as a weapon. Right back at that down. arm. Yurinkowski has found a target. It's a one count. She's still holding on to the left arm. Trying to get some sort of arm bar here. Oh, kick in the forearm. She's, she's trying to hyperextend that arm. Trying to she's bend got the that elbow. wrist locked. She's got that wrist locked. Innovative Ooh. offense and submission here. How do you here. get out of this? Oh, okay, that's how you do it. Maddie, right back on the attack. Yeah, you're not going to pin Camille like that. It's got to be oh, hook, it's gonna hook take the a legs. Lot yeah. More. 
than that. Oh, driving that wrist right into the mat. Again. But with, I mean, with Camille's power game, if you can take, if you can take that arm away, I mean, it's really going to cut down on some of the things. I mean, even even the even that huge spear that she hits. I mean, it's. Wait again. a minute. Oh, she's using the ropes. Hair. Two, three. Still keeping oh. her in the ropes. With the hair, referee doesn't see her pulling the hair behind Getting her back. Getting in the face of Scott Wheeler. She's got to be careful. She doesn't get disqualified. Once again on the attack. Oh, oh, wait a minute. This is a move that Camille does. She's stealing a, a move out of Camille's playbook. Oh, the disrespect to the call, champ. Yeah, I'm going to call right now that that is a terrible yes. decision. Talking trash and oh, Camille. Oh, dumps her out onto the apron. Oh, now Camille is going to go to town on her. Uh-oh. Hey, now she's in trouble. Now she's in trouble. This is go. how it's done. Wait for it. Listen. Boom. Again. Oh, you can hear the throb. Trying to crack a rib with those clubbing blows. Maddie. Oh, ducks the kick. Throws oh, her down by the hair. Okay, Maddie, we see you. She's going right back to the left arm. Isolating the arm again, two count. Maddie is doing a really good job of holding Another her pin attempt here. against the champ here. I gotta give it to her. Yeah, but her strategy here is good. I mean, she's taking that arm away. Every time, every time Camille seems to get a little bit of steam going, Maddie goes right back at that right. arm. And, and right now, that's what she's got. We saw it earlier innovative with her, with her, with her foot. Now we're seeing it with her leg. Got the head hook. Got her, got her wrenched back. And you can hear those. You can hear those oh, yeah. blows on her From shoulder here, right absolutely. now. Ah. Ah. Maddie gets right back up. Up to her feet. Ducks the clothesline. Maddie really is a credible contender for Camille. I don't think there's anything, any doubt about that, but everything Camille does now, she's favored that off. Right. Get her out of the corner. Spinning neck breaker into the cover, hooking the inside leg, and Maddie kicks it too. This is a this is a great matchup. I'm not surprised, but I'm not surprised. But you know, Camille is so oh, raking the eyes, raking the eyes. Knee strike to the head, face first. Looking for the reality check. It's that she got it. She got it. Oh my god! That's a finishing maneuver. Maddie seen, thought that was three. I thought that was three. I have seen Maddie win countless matches with that scissor kick. Again, and she misses this time. Spear! She spear. has a spear! With her that's right it. arm! That's it. Got her. What a match! The winner of this match, the Brickhouse Camille! What an incredible showing by Maddie. I have to say, very impressive showing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Very impressive. Right, here comes Tom Latimer. So great. Camille is Camille, and she is our champ for a reason. No one gets through the brick house. No one. Many have tried, but none have succeeded. Little smooches for the power couple in celebration of a big victory here on NWA Power. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh,